What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a sit down. I am your host, Tony Pompilio. I'm flying solo tonight. Today is February 15th. It's Monday. Um, happy Valentine's Day to all the ladies out there. And uh, if you're anywhere in my region right now, um, we're dealing with this funky area of snow and sleet and ice and about 20 degrees outside. So um, I've been at UPS for 18 years. And this is the first time that I've been there that they've shut us down. Got a text about an hour ago saying uh, no no preload tonight. So it's shut down. So it's it's interesting, you know. Um, last year, this year, so far, we're about, you know, what, a month and a half in. Uh, COVID last year and this funky weather this year, it's just crazy, man. So um, reached out to Matt Buford and talked to him. And I said, hey, I just, I just got some stuff I want to talk about. And uh, this is going to be my first time doing this. So uh, by all means, give me some feedback. Text me, call me, Facebook me, whatever you want to do. One of my reasons of doing a podcast, besides the fact that I'm fortunate in my life, like I've said many times, to come across and know some awesome, interesting people, it's also my therapy. For those of you that know me, you know I, I can talk to a wooden Indian all day. Excuse me, and um, you know, carry a conversation as if it's nothing. So the the other part of this, like I mentioned, the podcast is kind of my therapy, and I think now that um, our first episode, I think, was December twenty first. So now that we're rolling on a month and a half into this, um, I think I've realized how much it has helped me. And, and I say this like I ain't some nut job or goofball, but in terms of I've noticed on my quote unquote dead time or when I'm at work, those wheels aren't spinning as much as they have been as when um, we weren't doing the podcast. And uh, that's just me just being honest with you guys. I mean, I ain't I ain't on no medication. I ain't seen no psychiatrist or nothing like that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But I have just noticed um, my fuse has been a little longer, if you will, because of these podcasts. Um, whether it's just me talking to people with Matt and our guest, or maybe the emotional part when people bring up my dad, um, you know, and, and, and throughout, throughout the past two weeks. And again, uh, there's the first and again, three minutes in, but, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, Matt calls us back here, we might patch him in for a little, little live action, but I called him just to let him know I was finally going to pull this trigger and do a solo show here, but he's doing some work with Emma in the garage. They're doing some hitting, so uh, we'll let him be. If he calls in, we'll patch him in. If not, no big deal. But um, so the past two weeks, I've I've been putting notes in my phone about things I've been wanting to talk about, and it's nothing different than when me and Matt talk, just like on a random phone call throughout the day. We'll just get the gibbering, and he, I guess ultimately he's kind of my. Uh, therapist if you will so that was my point of this show I have about four or five things I like to talk about and I also want to talk about the shitty ass movie that uh, Kelly and I just watched and again I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert so if you're wanting to watch this movie you might want to skip through the next minute or so so this movie that Kelly and I just watched it's called uh let me pull this up right here we just finished it the kids were next door at a friend's house it's called The Vanished so I'm going to give you a second. If you want to skip this part, 
hit that skip button. All right, I gave you about three seconds there. So all it is, it's it's like a, a sixth sense part two. These people go camping, and long story short, they have this daughter. The daughter comes up missing, and then here's where I'm not going to spoil it for you. It is kind of intense, and um, it does have some uh, action to it. But ultimately, in the end, they hit you with that generic ending. As much as I love The Sopranos, I love the movie The Sixth Sense, but they hit you with the ending of, basically, hit that skip button. I'll give you about three seconds here. Basically, the daughter was never there. So that's all I want to talk about it. It's kind of a generic, cheesy ending. Probably some low-budget film for Netflix. But uh, we watched it. Like I said, the kids were gone over to a friend's house. We watched a movie. You, know, you all know how it is. Um, you don't get many nights home alone. So we fixed some steak, some potatoes, salad, and uh, watched this movie. And it was all right. But as soon as, soon as the about last five minutes came up, I'm like, man, this is the sixth sense all over again. Kind of just wrapped it up. But not a bad movie. If you get bored, check it out. I think when we had uh, opened up the Netflix, it was like trending number one. So part of that's probably because it's new. And like I said, it's not bad. But there's just movies, and y'all that's been around me know, the first time I watch a movie and I see something that's unrealistic or that I catch that's a mistake, I'm out. Like, I don't get into Star Wars, Star Trek, Walking Dead, all these sci-fi uh, kind of things. But um, so there was a couple things early on in this movie. I'm like, eh, but we finished it. It's, a, it's about an hour and 45 minutes. It's not too bad. But anyway, um, that's what we did today. And we're dealing with this snow right now. Like I said, UPS 18 years, first time we're shut down. They ain't bringing nobody in. Um, but uh, before I move on here, before I get into the few things that have been on my mind the past week or so, uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, um, and and we are definitely flirting with the idea of getting a camera, and um, you know we'll get the one camera and see how that goes, and if we need two, we'll see how that goes. Maybe do a split screen so that way you have two different angles of the uh, table here, so that way you're always seeing someone's face. But uh, we'll worry about that later. But I want to give a shout out to my man Jamie Schultz at Schultz Electric. Um, I reached out to him. We, we, you know, you guys know we've been here at the house for four years now, and we, we just have a couple situations that we need it fixed. The came fixed, it took care of us. Everything's great, you know, no big deal. And on top of like I mentioned before, so it's kind of ironic. Go back 15 years ago, playing softball with the guy. 15 years later, you know, we see each other occasionally. Ain't like we ever went to dinner or nothing with our families or nothing like that. But uh, started a podcast and he heard a couple of them and he reached out and wanted to help out. So thank you to Jamie Schultz, Schultz Electric, 859-991-3176. And then uh, my man Patrick at Precision Air Heating and Cooling. Um, last summer, our uh, air unit was leaking. So we have a finished basement and we were walking by. So our, our kind of um, heating and cooling units, they're kind of behind these dummy doors, if you will. It's kind of like a fake closet, but it's it's awesome because it's hidden. <laughs> and we walked by, and the carpet was like, <laughs> we're like, what the hell? So anyway, it was leaking, and um, Cassie, Patrick's wife, that's who Kelly works with, so you know, we reached out to a couple people. My buddy uh, Steele came up here and take a look 
or took a look at it, and uh, we thought we fixed it, but then we figured it was something that needed a little more maintenance. And then Patrick came out, and, and I ain't lying to you, it took him longer to unload the truck than it did to fix what he did. He put in, if any of you guys had this, you're familiar with it. It's kind of ironic because Matt has one at his house. So what it is, it just leaks, and there's no um, there's no drain conveniently located for it to leak into. So he he ran a um, whatever whatever quarter inch PVC pipe into this little pump box, and then he ran the wire over to our hot water heater where there is a drain. So anyway, long story short, like I said, they spent more time unloading um, the truck than they did doing the job. So just want to give a shout out to Precision Air Heating and Cooling. Um, get with them at 859-493-0250. Mention both of them. I'm sorry, mention the podcast to both of them and you'll get yourself 10% off in a free estimate. But uh, but yeah, so here on the My Topics, you know, I'm very fortunate in my life. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm tight. And uh, what, what I would use the word close to a lot of people. So, um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I talk to them about. And I do it for a couple of reasons. A, uh, what I've learned in life, um, dealing with dad passing or just life in general. You know, uh, dad passing probably being the hardest. Where, you know, everyone struggles financially. You know, husbands, wife, you bicker and all of a sudden you got kids playing sports four nights a week. And every weekend, you know, it's you have a small fuse, and and all parties involved are just ready to explode. But um, so I'm fortunate in my world that I have a handful of people, and there's not many of them, and uh, that 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 I can get deep with, and, and and it helps. And I do this here for this podcast. Like I said, I, I don't care to do this. Um, it's me being honest. Anybody that knows me, uh, take away my demeanor, take away my. Uh, my some of my verbiage but what i'm saying to you is the truth and uh, i just hope everybody appreciates that but um so there's just some things i had about keeping emotion built up so like i mentioned about dad past two weeks or so i've even made uh the comment to kelly i was just like you know i just haven't been out to the cemetery in a long time so normally i'm out there once or twice a month and with that being said depending on the mood I might be out there two or three times a week. So uh, I kind of have my little routine. And this is whether it's go to see dad or, or anyone else um, who has passed. You know, as soon as I pull in the cemetery, phone off, radio off. You know, I, I, I kind of go in shutdown mode. Um, and uh, it was just interesting because that was like my body was telling me about, hey, man, we haven't been in the cemetery in a while. And uh, so it was kind of bothering me a little bit. So I I officiated Friday and Saturday night and both nights ended up having conversations with people. And like I said, guys, this is me just being honest, um, that, that, uh, where dad was brought up. So it was just, I'm not one of them people that things happen for a reason and all that, because I always look at the counter side, you know, why are some babies born with cancer or why does innocent people, bad things happen to you know, good people. So I'm not one of those people. Everything happens for a reason. But uh, it was just very, very um, convenient, ironic, and interesting that I um, dad was kind of on my mind a lot. And I ended up going out, and there was a couple of dad's buddies. And and, and uh, I'll tell you, because I put it on Facebook, me and BB, me and BB kind of got deep a little bit. And this was not planned by any means. And then 
a couple people showed up and then we got we got into the dad stories and that was saturday and 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 i told kelly and and the kids i said look i'm going to cemetery first thing sunday and i did um and i'll just talk about it because like i said if if um this podcast you know we've had david foster on you know he 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 was an addict he's in recovery now and my logic of him or or even some of these old softball stories that we've had on or if it's chip or laura or youngie or or Sproles or Rob, um, if, if somebody learns something from this or if this helps somebody out in their life, if it's just a voice to listen to, hell, who's that Robbins dude? People pay him, people pay him thousands of dollars back in the day to get uh, audio tapes to listen to him talk. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm him and I ain't no motivator, but I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else is going through something in their head and uh, they're just like listening, listening to this and, well, hell, Pomp's, Pomp's wanting to talk about it. And, uh, you know, and that's just kind of my point. So back to dad. So it was just ironic. Like I said, my mind and my body was like, hey, bro, we ain't been out in a cemetery in a long time. We haven't had a breakdown lately. Um, and those of you that know me, shout out to Jimmy V. I'm all about thinking, thought, and um, like the words he uses, you know, being brought to tears or to emotion every day. And with that being said, um, I post it all the time. I watch some videos all the time. But I'm also very self-aware. If you do that every day, that's going to wear on you. If you think and you find yourself in deep thought and you're brought to emotion every day, that's going to wear on you. But in this situation, and and it was just, it was kind of, what do they call it? That like internal ticker you have. So I went out to the cemetery and it's been a while. And like I said, turn the radio off, turn the phone off. Soon, My dad's up here at St. Stephen's, up here in uh, Highland Heights, soon as I crossed them gates, it just broke down. It was just, uh, and I told Kelly, I said, I think this might've been the hardest I broke down probably since dad died. And, uh, it was weird. And then I'm sitting here wondering, okay, why, why is this one different of the past, uh, 2012? So I guess nine years or it will be nine years, uh, this September. But, uh, I think it's a lot. And, and I have some notes here that I've written down and it's kind of funny I'm sure everyone has heard um, some of these motivational speakers or just anybody that's smarter than I am. They always talk about a journal. So my journal was my notes in my phone. So here I am. I'm wondering, okay, why am I breaking down so hard about dad now? Um, you know, it's not his birthday. Maybe you can put it on Christmas and, and New Year's, which, which was always a big deal. You know, dad always said New Year's Eve, baby, I ain't going out. That's the amateur nights out, baby. That's the amateur nights out bunch of people going out who don't normally go out and um so maybe i had that in the back of my head but um but i I guess to put all this together in a couple of my notes here i have uh about dad about keeping emotion built in and and i'm going to add on some other things why i think it it, it had bothered me so much um but back to the keeping emotion built in anybody that knows me man i'm emotional dude um and, and, and i don't care to show it um that's just like Jimmy V says, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Jimmy a bunch of shout-outs tonight. We're Italian. I think I'm only about 18% Italian, but there's some Italian in me, I guess. But, and, you know, it's kind of the stereotype. We show emotion. This is what we do. But uh, I think I think it's been a lot with, um, with uh, I think, with COVID. I think it's just the obvious stress with that. Um, the kids – you know, so here's Morgan and Zach. We're loaded with sports and, you know, not every day because I'd be lying to you if I said that. But 
you know, when the kids do something well, it's like anything else in life, right? People usually only tell you when you do something good. Uh, I'm sorry, flip that. They don't tell you when you do something bad. They don't always tell you when you do something good. Sorry, flip that. Um, you know, all the haters, as they say, are the first ones that show up on your Facebook. But um, but I guess when the kids do something, I guess my thought is, uh, you know, like dad would be the one I would call or, um, you know, maybe dad would be there. But I'm realistic. Last few years of his life, he never left the house. So I can take that emotion out of it. But uh, it's just weird. And it's like you, 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 uh, you mind F yourself. And when I say F, I'm trying not to say, try not to cuss too much on this episode, but you mind F yourself in terms of, man, well, if he was here, would he have been here? You know, and, and it's hard um, because um, part of me is like, no, nah, he wouldn't have been because the last year or so with dad, he, he was just in a different place than he was any other time. But, you know, and then there's the other side of it that I was like, man, if, if he'd be here, he might be here. You know, he, he might have flipped that switch or turned the corner or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I just think a lot of that stuff. And again, I'll just put that out there. Me being honest and already we're 17 minutes in here and. I feel very comfortable talking about it. But I think that with COVID and then, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I know it was very corny and cheesy when this COVID thing started. The slogan was kind of, we're all in this together. Um, and I think it's true because like even here in my notes in my phone, I just have COVID dash schools, parent, teachers, etc. And then now that I'm thinking about it, throw in the kids, right? First off, do you think my kids ever would think they would have to go play basketball or soccer and you'd be limited to parents and we'd all whoever came would have to wear a mask to come in, get their temperature te- checked. And as you can imagine, little things like there's not that that um, family friendship of gathering of the parents. You know, so some of that's lost, if you will. You know, you hang out before the game, maybe after game, you go get a drink or a bite or even if it's just hanging out, you know, after the game, talking about the game. You know, most of these facilities want you in and out, you know, so the kids are losing all that. And I know at Morgan and Zach's school, actually, I shouldn't say Morgan's. But I know at Zach's school, um, and I know Morgan did talk about it a little bit, like just the whole cafeteria thing, right? Like when we all, I shouldn't say when we grew up, I guess before COVID, was that a year ago, I guess, you know, lunchtime, cafeteria time, that's kind of bonding time, right? That's that's kind of where, um, you know. You, you, you see your friend who's not in your class, maybe they're on the opposite schedule of you, you know, and uh, that's kind of your time to say hey to them or whatever. So, uh, and obviously with, with the teachers and the parents of just the scheduling and, and, you know, does Johnny or Susie have COVID and, and you got to get that information out, who has it, who don't have it. Um, it's just, it's just a lot, man. It, it's just a lot. And now again, me, um, being selfish here about my officiating, right? And, you know, whether some of y'all believe it or not, we as officials, or at least I'm going to be very arrogant here, the top 10, 20% of us, I don't care. And you can ask my softball girls before every game, I'll tell them. And, and I say this as a coach and as an official, I don't care if it's the worst two teams in our region or if it's the best two teams in our region. I, I, get, I get anxious. I get nervous. I get excited. Um, and, 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 and my point is with COVID. So here I am, you know, I, I pretty much work every night of the week because I choose to, you know, uh, respectfully, some of these other people, you know, they block certain dates and that's fine. I don't, I just love, I love officiating. Like you guys heard me say many times, that's just a passion of mine. Um, so as you can imagine last week, I'm jacked, right? I'm looking at Monday's game, Tuesday's game, Wednesday's game, Thursday's game, who I got, where is it? 
all right, I'm going to deal with this, I have to deal with that. Who's coaching? You know, you, you, you just release that stuff that goes through my head. But then all of a sudden, Tuesday's canceled because of snow last week, and my Wednesday game was canceled because of COVID. Now, don't get me wrong to what I said earlier. Having that Tuesday and Wednesday off felt great physically on my body. Physically, it felt great. But emotionally, this train's rolling, brother. You know, emotionally, I didn't get to get out there and, quote-unquote, exercise my mind in terms of officiating. So, to me, it was two days. I did nothing. You know, now, I I did try to go to the gym, you know, but during basketball season, not that y'all care, but I purposely don't do legs too much or cardio too much because I'm getting my cardio, obviously, in uh, officiating. So, I'll try to hit the gym those off nights. But, again, kind of back to the dad thing, when you ref two weeks in a row, it was kind of like when I got COVID as well. All of a sudden, you're on shutdown. Your mind is just like, hey, man, um, we just went 10 days and we didn't do anything. What's wrong here? So something something ain't right. Um, but obviously COVID, you know, we were very fortunate. Um, the only thing that I dealt with was fatigue. So, you know, we, we were fortunate with that. But even then, even though my body was fatigued, my mind was like, come on, man, let's go. We got to do something. Good thing is we uh, got about seven, eight bags of clothes we donated and uh, we caught up on laundry and did some cleaning around the house, but that was about it. But my point is, um, I and now here I am with basketball with this COVID situation. If y'all remember, after the first week of the basketball season, I tried to put a light, funny Facebook post up. I said, hey, guys, first week came to an end. So far, so good. You know, I, I felt we had a good start in terms of COVID, whether it be officials, teams, or player, or coaches or players. But um, I, I put a post up, you know, hey, great start. Hey, guys, just because uh, we're dealing with COVID doesn't mean the fans still can't be fans. <laughs> but let me tell you, now that we're about a month uh, and a half in, the fans are finally over that they can be fans. And trust me, I love it. I want you to yell at me. I want you to tell me when you think I got a play wrong and, and all that. So um, I'm, I'm, I, that was another thing that I had uh, spoke to some people about. The past two weeks, I think, um, you know, everybody is kind of getting more comfortable with the COVID situation. And by that, I mean, you know, only two, two parents per kid or, 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 or whatever. Each school has different, you know, um, uh, stipulations or whatever they have, whatever the word is. But I, I think more and more people are getting comfortable, whereas um, they are cheering and they are booing and they are just being a fan of their kid, and that's fine. Like, I want you to do that. Um, so I think adding all that up, you know, uh, in, in a nutshell, is um, is just a lot going on. And again, with me, there's another end again, probably about the fifth one, but with me, officiating, DJing, coaching, and working third shift. So here I am now. My wedding season is about to start. I think my first one's here in a couple weeks. So now, in my my mind, has kind of been on shutdown. Now all of a sudden, we're going to drop down to third or fourth gear and get this thing rolling again, as if it, you know it's slowed down anyway. But I um, starting, I think, the second or third week of March, as you can imagine, all the weddings that got canceled last year on top of everyone else getting married – um, you know, what it's what we're going back to 100 miles an hour. But um, yeah, just just with that comes all kinds of emotion, right? So so here I am, game gets canceled. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of in chill mode. But now what? Now we're all stuck in the house dealing with a 12 and 10 year old. And Kelly's dealing with a 39, 12 and 10 year old. So it's um, 
it's just it's just a lot, man. And and I guess the thing that I just want to talk about that is you got to get it out, man. Hell, call me. Just uh, do what I'm doing to y'all right now. Get your phone out. Go into a spare bedroom, bathroom, or closet and just talk for about 15, 20 minutes. That's what I do, man. Because when, when I was growing up, I always heard, um, you know, you can talk to yourself. You're crazy. Just don't answer yourself. <laughs> so uh, I, I always tend to find myself answering myself sometimes, which, uh, hey, to me, like I said, it's just my therapy. But uh, so, yeah, and, and another thing um, now that I hope we're coming off of this um, uh, political deal, whichever side you're on, I think you're all goofy. And what I mean by that is all the extremist, all the extremist are, are goofy as shit. So I hope we're coming off of that. And that's the other thing I have, I have here in my notes is uh, about people's opinions and who said it and, and how and or why are they saying it. And again, this ain't nothing new with politics. I was just saying the last, hell, for some of you, you're going to say four years. Some of you are going to say the last six months. But it's just been sick. It's been sickening. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to Matt Young for using that word sick. Because uh, y'all know, man, I, I don't do politics. If I were, I'm down the gut, maybe lean a little right. You know, don't really, what well, we do now, but the whole gun situation and all that, ain't nobody taking your guns, man. You know, and if not, you'll still get them. Don't worry about it. And on the left, I just think sometimes y'all just little, y'all live in this unicorn bubble world. Uh, so I'm just kind of down the middle. I'm probably more to the hair right. Never voted. Don't get, well, I did vote this year, actually. My first time ever. But, um. Uh, Anyway, my point of all that is, um, is uh, sometimes you have critics and, and or other people want to give their point of view, and don't get me wrong, man. About five, six, seven, eight years ago, I, I caught myself um, being that person. As y'all know, I, I kind of like messing with Kentucky fans, and anybody that knows me, I'm joking. Because if Duke don't win, I want Kentucky to win. But um, I caught myself being a shit stirrer that I am. I would have, uh, I'd put a post up about, you know, just a Kentucky lost or something. And I wake up for work and, you know, it'd be 67 comments deep. And these people are on there MFing each other and, and wanting to fight. And, you know, what has UC done in the last 40 years and all this and that. Um, so as much as I laughed about it, kind of like with this politic deal, it's, it's, what do they call it, the old social justice warrior or keyboard kings or social media kings, whatever you want to call it. These people post stuff, man. And it's, um, and uh, their opinions and their views, which is fine. But it's, how are you presenting it? And um, I guess ultimately, if, if you do want to go down that rabbit hole, I'll give a shout out to Joe Rogan. That's why anymore, I just post and ghost. I post what's on my mind and I'm out. I'm going to let y'all talk about it. Um, and again, that's kind of contradicting what I just said, but I'm not coming back just to, just to throw some more gas on the fire. But um, so what I've learned is, is if, and again, I'm very self-aware of this, and, and this goes back, if you listen to some of these other shows or even just me in general, um, years ago when I got into officiating and we would have assigners come evaluate us, um, depending on who the assigner was and depending on who you were working with, you were getting straight up feedback. All right. Um, there was no gray. It was, Hey, why'd you call this? And you would give them your reason why. And they would say, well, you probably should have passed or should have called this because of this. It was pretty much straightforward. 
And then again, kind of growing up the way I grew up, you know, no offense to today's world, but Morgan and Zach, like probably most of y'all's kids, got it pretty good. You know, they they get reminded every once in a while about the old school ways. But, uh, you know, just I kind of grew up with everything being black and white. This is just what it is. You know, it's this or that. So what I've learned is take my upbringing and what I've learned through officiating and coaching because I learned from others, man. You can call any one of my players right now or parents. When we're walking into a game, we're seeing a team warm up, I'm like, I like that. And guess what we're doing 20 minutes later? We're doing that same drill. I like what they're doing over there. So, and uh, I'm all about giving credit where it's due. But what I've learned with me, and hopefully some of y'all can uh, understand what I'm saying here, is sometimes I get offended by who the criticism is coming from, right? So I had the reputation of being loud, animated, and kind of a jerk because I'm to the point. Whereas I can say something and people will think, well, he's a jerk. Whereas unless person B, kind of better delivery, um, not as animated, not as loud, and they take it in stride and they listen. And this kind of does go back to the coaching thing, you know, like these girls, you know, girls are girls. Um, They're girls, but they want to be coached. You know, a lot of people don't like hearing that, but I'm not, I jokingly say they want to be coached like boys, but, you know, I I would never cuss around the girls or, 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 or give that extra push that I probably would to boys. But they they do want you to coach them. They do want you to get on them. And, And there's a gray line. And that's why I, as much as I can, I bring other people to my practices sometimes, A, to hear a different voice. Or, um, and again, this isn't just softball. This is basketball, baseball, any other sport I've coached. I don't want my softball girls or parents to think I'm just talking about them. But that's the biggest part of my life is our softball team. And and, and I'll say that um, emotionally and honestly. That's, um, the, that's my care right now is our softball team, without a shadow of a doubt. But that's why I know if I say – Let's just say if a kid's having a bad tournament, a bad practice, I'll tell one of the other coaches, hey, you go talk to her, you know, because it's, it's just it's coming um, from a different voice and the, the delivery might be a little different. But what I've learned is sometimes we take criticism, who it's from and how they deliver it. But a lot of the time we don't we don't take that out of it. Sometimes we don't just look at the criticism like I don't care who said it. Where do they say, listen to the message, not the messenger? And uh, that's one thing I've learned in uh, my time being an adult, whether it's officiating or coaching or just somebody talking to me. Pop, will you just shut the hell up and listen? (laughs) Uh, Many of people have told me that. But um, I think that's one thing a lot of people cannot do is they can't take the, the voice or the emotion out of it. Just listen to what they're telling you. Because usually if it's right, that's when people get most defensive, right? So, um, like me, when people tell me, and I love him to death, and so y'all know, he promised me as soon as basketball's over, we're going to have my man Charlie Chappie on. As you can imagine, love him to death, just turned 65. He's wanting to take all the precautionaries he can, and I 100% appreciate that. And uh, But anyway, he told me one night, we had a game after a game, or I'm sorry, after our game, we're in the locker room, and uh, we, we were getting evaluated. Now, to my defense, this is like my second or third year in. So y'all think I'm loud, talk fast, and animated now. Imagine me 11, 12, 13 years ago. So 
we're getting evaluated, and I was that well, but well, but but then again, and I want to joke here, probably threw in a couple in agains, <laughs> um, and Chappie turned to me and said, "Pom, will you just shut the blank up?" And him and I joke about that all the time, even though to this day I'm still god awful at it. It's uh, I have the old two ears one mouth thing backwards, but. I'll never forget that because Chappie told me, right? Here's Chappie. First off, never in my life did I think I'd be working a basketball game with this fella growing up. That's Chappie, right? He's a legend. And then here he is telling me to shut the blank up (laughs) and listen. So as you can imagine, part of me had like that cold chill over me and I got hot like in anger, right? Because I'm pissed off. This old man ain't going to tell 25-year-old Pomp what to do. Are you kidding me? But then the other side is, man, this is choppy. I better shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, but but I say that as just an example. We, we, we all want to say we're open to criticism, but if someone you don't like or you don't appreciate gives you the criticism, you don't like it. And or if it's true, some people don't like it. Because if it's something outrageous, you just blow it off, right? You know, they're like, Pop, you need to talk more. <laughs> you know, you, you would laugh. But um, but uh, I think that's the biggest thing is how do you respond? You know, and, and that's what I've learned. And I'm going to give credit to, to basketball officiating is um, for the most part, our signers or God rest his soul, Mr. Ray Gabbert, after he officiated, he's another legend in officiating in Northern Kentucky. Um, he would, uh, he, he, he agreed, you know, to, to be an evaluator. So for those of you um, who go to a lot of Connor basketball games, he would sit right up in that top row right there, and he'd come in, and you know he had that little slow southern drawl to him, and 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 you listen to every word he said because you appreciated it because he was a great official, and you you appreciated it because here he is giving his time to come out and evaluate. Now obviously we as an association we took care of him, but um, but it was just that thing is how do you respond to criticism. And I think if you add that into whatever you're dealing with if your life or in your life, sometimes you might get it at the wrong point, right? Uh, let's just say, uh, you know, woke up late for work, uh, you know, ran out of gas and got two different shoes on and, uh, you know, you got $4 in your bank account. And then all of a sudden somebody, uh, your boss at work tells you something negative about your job performance or something. You know, those are the moments when people snap. So... I say that uh, those are all worst-case scenarios, but I think we all in our life at some point have been there. Um, And circle this back around, back to Dad, that's where I think, you know, the last two weeks, you know, I never never started putting notes in my phone. But um, it's funny, as much as I like to talk, and Matt and I, uh, we got this podcast thing. When I say rolling, you know, we're almost tripled our audience in a month, which thank you guys for that, by the way. so um, this is just me wanting to throw this out there. And you know what? Like I, we tell y'all, man, we ain't making money here. If uh, if it gets five downloads or if it gets 500 downloads, if somebody listens to this and it helps them, man, that's awesome. Good for you guys. But, um, but yeah, man, like I said, I know I'm jumping around a lot here. And some of y'all might have to pause it a couple times to go back and uh, see, hey, man, where was he going? So where I was going with it is just to round this up. I don't want to keep this. I want to keep this short and sweet. Like I said, man, I'm off work tonight. Ain't got no game. I'm sitting here sipping on this Makers 46, which, by the way, let's take a sip of that now. 
And um, like I said, I've had these notes in my mind, talked to Matt about it, talked to Kelly about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there, man. Because A, first and foremost, if this helps somebody, you know, maybe go downstairs and uh, talk to themselves for 15, 20 minutes about what they're dealing with, you know. Good, good. I hope it does. And if it doesn't, you know, hey, hit the skip button and uh, move on to another episode. But um, just to sum it up, man, like I said, the past two weeks had dad on my mind a lot. And then in the middle of those two weeks, I go out and have a drink with Uncle BB out of bleachers. And, uh, you know, a couple guys come in and start talking about dad. And and uh, so, yeah, it's just that and COVID and the kids and you know, you you you, you kind of put a uh, strain on yourself, or at least I do anyway. Um, when you're laying in bed, or when you're working third shift like I do, and you're just sitting there, and the wheels are turning, and kind of like this podcast I'm doing now, it's just kind of all mixed together, and 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 you try and handle each one at a time. And in my experience, I handle the one, and then I move on to the second one, and just like when I used to try and read a book or something. All of a sudden, I'm on page nine, and I'm like, well, hell, what did that mean on page seven? And then all of a sudden, I'm going back, and now I'm back in that other memory or thought. But uh, so, yeah, man, it's just uh, you got to let it out. And again, I've never been to a therapist. Hell, maybe I need one. I don't know. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm fortunate. You know, Matt and I, we get deep. A couple others, we get deep. And obviously having Kelly with her social work background and, you know, um, you can imagine it's kind of hard when we talk sometimes because it goes back to my other thing right when when you get criticism from somebody that you have feelings for or somebody who you with Kelly and I obviously we're around each other every day you kind of just blow it off and you kind of want to be in denial about it but then when you're laying in bed and she's asleep and I'm like yeah she's probably right <laughs> she, she's probably right on what she's saying um but anyway so that's it man I, I just want to jump on here and get this out like I said, I feel like feel like old uh, what Eshy Larry or whatever from the Chappelle show, man. We haven't did a show in a couple of days. I'm I'm feeling to have some people on, but uh, so that's all I got on that. But back to the about the show, man. We have so many people <laughs> that have reached out and that are wanting to come on. And again, going back to everything I kind of just spoke about, right? So we ended up bringing Chip on last week because why? My basketball game got canceled and Chip was available. So it's kind of hard to schedule these things with COVID going on because whether it's my schedule or Matt's schedule that changes or our guest schedule that changes, it's just really, really, really hard. And I'm not going to lie to you. I can do – I'm sorry, Matt. We can do 50 shows via telephone. But, man, I I don't like that. I don't like that at all, man. To me, it's not authentic. Um, Even though you guys aren't here to see it, I just like it when our guests are here. So the few questions we do ask or the conversations we get into, I'm a people person, man. I like seeing your mannerisms. You know, how do you react to this? Are you fidgety or, you know, are are, are you staring up at the ceiling or whatnot? Um, um, You know, some of that is uncomfortableness, which I get. But also, um, again, I'm just an emotional person. I just like seeing people's natural reactions to things. Um, So, yeah, there's been some people that I was like, well, hey, we can just call it in. I'm like, look, man, I'd really rather not. I'd rather wait another month or whatever it may be. Not saying that COVID's going to be gone in a month, but I'd rather wait it out so we can get our schedules together. And just so y'all know, again, this is Monday. Um, This weekend, we had to reschedule it 
because, excuse me, bad job. That was a burp, by the way. Because uh, bad job by me, I had our nasty boys with Joe Barnes, Keith Haichu, and Adam Barnes podcast set up and ready to go. Old Pomper didn't look at the calendar right, and Morgan had an 8 a.m. soccer game. So with that being said, um, you know, we didn't want to be up here till midnight, one in the morning doing this podcast because I promise you the one with Joe, Chewy, and Adam is probably going to go about three hours. Um, so obviously I had to cancel because Morgan had soccer at 8 a.m. So that was a wash. And that's just my prime example of little things that come up. Um, and on the flip side, um, credit to Fro. Fro was like, hey, man, once you get rolling, you, you kind of got to slow down. And again, credit and again, credit to Fro. He was obviously doing his weekly football show, but he was also doing his guest as well. And he said, look, you're going to have people reach out to you and say, hey, man, slow down. I'm only on episode five, you know, and I don't know how many Fro's show had, but it's funny. Here I am doing number 13 now, and people are like, hey, man, I'm on number nine, you know. And, uh, you know, again, just a shout out to Fro because so far everything that he had told Matt and I about this podcast deal has happened. And, again, it's through experience. And while we're on this page, let's talk about that for a minute, experience. So that's one thing I've always said in life. Um, I don't you know, I want to give credit where it's due. I don't know who I heard it from growing up. Let's just hope I hope it was just all my all my uh, family and my family's friends is about experience because when we had Morgan, that was our first baby, and um, I obviously had other friends who had had babies at the time, but my friends that didn't, you know, what's the first question, right? Man, how does it feel? What's it like? And that's the one thing I don't know why. And maybe I'm sure I heard it from somewhere or it wouldn't be in my head, but I just say, hey, man, it's just a life-changing experience when you have a baby. You know, and, and what, what I mean by that is, and I just said that trigger word experience, which is taking me down this path now, but that's everything, right? That's that's in life. Like, you're not going to treat, I mean, that's why we have laws, you know, we don't treat a 14-year-old like we do a 24-year-old, you know, uh, on certain things. Um, and, and, and you're not going to talk to a 14-year-old like you would a 44-year-old, uh, whether it's A, out of respect, or whether it's the experience in their life. And um, going back to officiating, right? Um you know, my first few years, I'm cocky, I'm arrogant, I'm king of the world, I'm getting these varsity games, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when, when you mess up, you realize real, real quick you don't know shit, you know. Or you have a deep conversation with Pouncey, Chappie, O'Hara, Jason Reineke, and I'm sorry if I'm leaving people out, but have a conversation with these guys that's been doing it a lot longer than you, and you get a real appreciation about when Chappie, when Chappie said, Pomp, will you just shut the blank up? Because then you're gonna like you're gonna learn something. Just listen, you're gonna learn something. So that's what that's my biggest thing in life is I think um even though we know what we know and we don't do certain things, not necessarily always through experience, but through experience, right? Like, hey, you burnt your head or put your hand on the stove when you were a kid. Guess what? Don't put your hand on the stove no more. But um, you know, you also learn things through life from other things in life, you know, or at least I do anyway. I try to put it all together. Uh, I'm far from smart. I'm just some kid that snuck by Newport and got a few years of college in and been at UPS for 18 years. But uh, um, I do, man. I, I, and that's why I'm all about analogies. Because I think analogies, and uh, going back, shout out to Chip Gregg, is, you know, you can do, you can have five different drills for the same drill, but the person you're teaching it to 
might not pick it up until the fifth drill, which is the same drill. It's just a different version of it. Um, and that's just kind of the way that uh, I run through uh, my life is I'm all about experiences. Um, you know, Morgan and Zach, some people probably don't like it. I know early on it was kind of funky with Kelly and I, um, just the way that I would kind of talk to the kids. And it's not that I was, I mean, I cuss a little bit, but in terms of, I don't care, you know, as far as I can remember, when Morgan was five, six, seven years old, everything's a life lesson. You know, it's not just don't do that because, no, here's why you don't do that. You know, and, and which is one of those things, right, you know, um, and I say this because Morgan's going to be 13 next month, which, by the way, um, good night, how crazy is that? Um, so it's funny because I've always told Morgan and Zach, hey, you know, if there's something you don't want to do, don't do it. You know, if you feel like you need to tell somebody something, tell them. So now Morgan about to roll on a 13. Now I'm like, hey, that whole thing I said, uh, you know, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Uh, let's pull back on that a little bit. And what I mean by that is, um, and, and I can't be mad about this, right? She, and, and I like it because you need some of it, in my opinion. She, she, she kind of has a little bit of pomp in her. Um, you know, she's a great kid, gets good grades and all that good stuff. Very polite and appreciative and, and that. But there's some times where um, I hear her talking and the dad side of me is like, hey, man, you can't do that because, um, you know, some of these people might not want to hang with you. But the other side of me, the pomp side of me is like, tell them, tell them how it is. <laughs> so so it's kind of two-sided. Um, and I know I'm jumping around here, but I, I, I'm going back to the whole experience thing, you know. So the things that I experienced in my life growing up, uh, a lot of bad, some good. But I, I'm just trying to pass it on to my kids because um, I've experienced it, right? Um, just like I'm sure most of you guys do listening. But uh that's it, man. Like I said, I hit all my notes. I talked about keeping emotion built up, COVID, school, parents, officials, players, coaches, how the parents act. Care about others' opinions. Um, take emotion out of it. Take away who said it. But listen, it's just like, again, going back to officiating. Um, I might not liked everything everybody's ever told me through my years officiating, but I'm going to take something from it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, take something from everybody's game and put it in my game and, and, and try to make my game better. And that's what I try to do in life, right? Like try and learn something from somebody. Oh, that's smart. That makes sense. I'm going to try that. Um, and again, not just life in general, whether it's how cutting your grass to you see some stupid life hack on Facebook or YouTube or something, you know, if it's something that, that, that makes something in your life easier, why would you not want to do it? Um, and then I talked about UPS being shut down. Yeah, it's the first time in 18 years. Um, and and p- people always ask me, because we just came off a peak, is that, and, and, and I'm all about a numbers guy. So when I started there 18 years ago, our summertime volume would be, let's just generically say, from 15 to 30,000. I know that that's just a weird number, but that means in our building that day, Wednesdays are usually your heaviest days. Why? Because people order shit on Saturday and Sunday. It's get ships gets ship Monday, and it comes through us Tuesday, Wednesday. Usually Wednesday is our heaviest day. So, eighteen years ago, our summer max would be thirty thousand. That'd be heavy. And our Christmas time, they'd be like, "Oh man, we, we might hit seventy thousand this year." So let's go back till last year's Christmas, or in the past few years, we're hitting over a hundred thousand. And our summer is about 50,000 annual or daily. Sorry, daily uh, might hit seventy every once in a while. But the reason why I bring that up is this past year. 
my 18 years at UPS, it was the weirdest ever. And again, of all these things that I just talked about, of all these different variables, right, about keeping emotion and COVID and listening to outsiders, you know, don't listen to how they're saying it, but what they're saying. So look at UPS this year, why our Christmas uh, was light. And I, and I ain't going to lie to you, I don't remember getting any numbers, but I wouldn't say it was more than 80 grand, if you will. So we had the new hub in Walton. You guys have never seen more Amazon trucks around than you've seen this past year for Christmas. Amazon, obviously, they've built out there. And the third thing is, is COVID. Um, you got to think, you still have people struggling right now financially. They're not buying shit off Amazon. They ain't shipping shit through UPS, you know. So um, so this year of my 18 years at UPS, it's been the lightest Christmas we have ever had. And it ain't even been close. Like I said, we're used to running 100 grand plus. I bet you we didn't hit 70, 80 grand this year. Um, but anyway, I just, just a little bit of history about UPS there, just our daily volume, what we get right there on Guest Street behind uh, Longworth Hall. But, uh, but hey, man, listen, we're rolling in about 50 minutes in here. I just uh, want to give this a try. Uh, I ain't going to lie. Kind of kind of feel good about it. I'm sure when I get off this and listen back to it, it's going to sound like uh, – what was that scene in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when they start going through the tunnel and it's like some uh, like some acid trip or something? So some of y'all might listen to this and think, what the hell's wrong with him? But hey, man, if you do, that's fine. I still love you. Uh, but those of you that, that get something out of it, I hope you do. Or or if this 50 minutes just gets you through lunch or something like that. But uh, that's about all I got, man. We'll see how this goes. We'll check the downloads out. Hopefully somebody gets something out of it. Again, man, listen, please, please go to um, our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. And like Matt said last time, leave a comment, man. So what's funny is uh, we got like a four, nine out of five, I think. So the one person who hates me gave us a thumbs down, which is fine. I ain't mad at you. I'm sure I probably coached your kid or did something to piss you off. But uh, leave us a like and subscribe and a comment or something. Thank you all so much. Peace.